Hello, hello. Welcome to LifeCast, bringing you the G220 effect. I'm Denai. And I am Steve. We are excited to have you again on our podcast today as we just continue to dive into the Word and just be inspired by the Holy Spirit to share so we can grow together. Yeah, it's awesome to know that we can grow together and we can be interchangeable parts with the Holy Ghost providing the interchangeable parts. Isn't that awesome? That's what it says in Corinthians. It says he's given us all these gifts and and to his will, he gives them to us so that we can use them at different times. So I love, Steve, that you use that word interchangeable because it's truly interchangeable. In one moment, you can be operating in the gift of faith. In another, you could be uh, operating the gifts of healing. And all these things just work out together because God loves us so much. And that's why this is called the G220 effect. Yes, not dead living, but being alive in God's word. This is awesome. Yes. So today we're going to dive into being set apart. That's what we're talking about today because it went, once you start really making this word take root in you, you're going to have to be okay with being set apart, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, once you begin to start anything and when you get on that course, it usually takes you in a different direction than you already have been. So us dealing with what we deal with, which is God's people, even ourselves included, we are talking about being set apart. Amen. And the question is, what is the set apart living? What does it require and what is set apart? What does that mean? What does it mean to be set apart? We love to say the G220 effect because to us, that's what that word really means. So let's just read Galatians 2.20. That's the G220 effect. Oh, yes. We love the scripture. So I, I You want to read it or you, oh, you want me to read it? Because I'm excited to read it, it myself, you can read too. It. You can read all right, it. All right. Galatians 2 and 20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Talk about a bold step of saying it's no longer I who lives. We know that the Bible tells us that we we have to die daily to ourselves. And allow Christ in us to live. And, I mean, we don't have the time to go and extent of the body, soul, and spirit teaching. It's a great teaching. If you haven't studied it, we just... We always recommend the book Body, Soul, and Spirit by Andrew Womack. That's a really awesome book of just letting you know that you are awesome. a three-part being. You are a, you have this body that you look at when you look in the mirror This the, that allows you to walk and is 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 now the 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 holder of where your soul is so inside are your emotions and your and your will your mind that's your soul part and your spirit is that spirit the spirit that was in Galatians 2:7 yeah, yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. G- G- genesis not galatians genesis 2:7 that he breathed his life upon man and man became a living soul that is that is you coming alive, but his spirit was the one that was breathed into you. That's the spirit part of you. And when you become born again, that light turns on. It's always in you, but it's it awful. turns on. And then as you walk with That's God, 
as you walk with God, you have to allow that light to magnify even into your soul and allow that to even magnify more into your body. Think about it as like being a circle within a circle within a circle. You can look at it that way or they're all in one. But as one gets brighter, the second part gets brighter like a nucleus, right? I would look at it like your spirit is your nucleus, that deep part of the cell. And then it permeates outside and outside and the body starts to walk like your spirit. Hey, look at that. That's how the word becomes living to you. That's how we see manifestations of healing. That's how we see joy on the outside. That's how we see some people who serve the Lord and, and are just at peace. They look younger. They look healthier because you're allowing the spirit of you to permeate through your emotions, your will, your mind, and say, no, my spirit rules over all of this, even my body. Oh, that is so awesome. That is awesome. We don't have time to go in depth with that, but it's awesome for you to study, to just know that you are a three-part being. And you once you understand that, you'll be able to apply the word of God even better because each part plays its own part in what the Bible is talking about. Can I just share this real quick? Share it. <laughs> I'm looking at Steve because I know that this is not what we intended to talk about, but I just feel being led to talk about it in 1 John Maybe Steve can read it for us. It's in 1 John, and it talks about uh, our body prospering. Um, and, and to me, that, that, that scripture is the essence of what we're talking about today. And as far as you should prosper in all things, all things is what God wants you to prosper in. So as we open that scripture up, we always invite you to please open your Bible if you're at home, get your Bible out. If you're um, somewhere where you don't have your Bible, you have a phone, open your U version or whatever you use. If you're driving, we'll read the word to you. So Steve has the scripture. I'm going to let him read it. I got it. Third John 1 and 2, which it reads as follows. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Hallelujah. So it's talking about that kind of scripture shows us that the word applies to different parts of us. And, and we can maximize how the word works when we know what we're applying it to. In this context, it's talking about your body, but it's also talking about your soul. Because how many of us, when, we, when you've gone through depression or you've been sad, all of a sudden your body starts relating to that or stress. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, people say my blood pressure was up or I started having headaches because of tension, tension headaches because of stress. And that scripture is saying that if your soul is prospering and there's joy, there's peace, there's that understanding because your spirit is saying, Hey, by his stripes, you're healed. And your soul gets that. And you're like, yeah, you know what? The word says this. So I'm going to allow my mind to meditate on that word before you know it, your body's prospering. Awesome. So that's, that's awesome. I I just wanted awesome. to share that. Sorry for saying first John. I meant third John. <laughs> but but it's awesome to know because that's still the part of the, the the topic that set apart living. Because once your soul begins to prosper, you begin to move in that being set apart. And so just to give a kind of definition of my own of being set apart, is it means there was once a place I was at. And I just made a decision to say, you know what? I, don't, I no longer want to be at this place. I want to move forward. Into something different. I want to be different. And so being set apart, just saying I, I'm, I'm just moving in a different way and, and I'm choosing a different route instead of doing the same norm. And so being set apart as a Christian means that 
I no longer want to walk the old, the old way I used to walk, but I want to walk a new way and I'm walking in a new light in, in a new, just in the newness of life. Like the scriptures say, you know, you, you don't want to do the things you used to do, or you don't want to walk the way you used to in a new life. Yeah. Cause think about it. It doesn't make sense for us to, to like, I give an example a basketball player that's a good basketball player, and then all of a sudden he says, um, I want to play baseball, and he's never touched a baseball. And so what happens? He does, before he makes his transition, he's already put in inventory things to make the transition. And so as we as once was in the world and not of the world, we we once had this life that was moving rapidly in a different direction. And all of a sudden, we got fed. We got fed. We got fed. And it, get, it, it got us to the decision process. The decision process, now I got to make a choice. Do I want to keep moving rapidly this way? Or do I want to make a standstill stop and say, here's the direction I want to go? I want to go this way because it looks better this way. It looks prosperous this way. So let me make a decision. And that decision is what makes you set apart. I just thought about this scripture in Psalm 103, verse 1, it says, A Psalm of David, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. We see it time and time, even in the Psalms, we see uh, David will sing songs of magnifying the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord, O my soul, magnify him. Um, and magnifying the Lord is, is what Steve is talking about that I no longer want to live a life where I'm magnifying the things that I was taught or the things that I grew up learning or the things that seem normal, but I want to magnify who the Lord is in everything that I do. And that would, that's to me makes us different. Yeah. Makes yeah. us set apart, makes us that salt and light that's talked about in the word that we are the salt and light of this earth. Yeah. Yeah. And so what does it look like to be set apart? And so I got a couple of scriptures that we can do a run through with that. It'll show you what it looks like. And so my first scripture I want to bring to bring to mind is Philippians, Philippians 2, 14 through 15. And it goes as follow. Do everything without grumbling and arguing. So arguing so that you may become blameless and pure child of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. So what it's saying is just to be different. Be different. I just have to share about that because I had an experience when I was working where I went up to one of my coworkers and, and sincerely, because I, I, I love to intercede for people and pray for people, God said to do that for each other. So I went up to her and I genuinely asked how she was doing, how the move was going. She was moving to a different state and she was really confused about making the decision. So I, I, I know what it's like to be in that place. So I said, oh, I would love to pray for you. How is everything going? I genuinely asked her how everything was going what her what her thought process was so I can kind of help her to 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 navigate through and just remind her that God loves you he cares for you and after that conversation with her she just looked at me and she said wow Denai you're just so kind that's the word that she used and that's the word I kept hearing from certain co-workers whenever I would want to pray for them and ask them what's going on they'll be like you're so kind but you know what? That's what it is to be a child of God, to stand out and be a light in darkness because confusion is not of God. God is not conf an author of confusion, right? 
No, he's not. No, he's not. So where he is, there should be peace. So how do we acquire that? And just helping people to know that they can just pray. All they have to do is just say, God, help me. He loves that prayer. He can help you, yeah. you know, and, and, and as you grow and as you mature, you'll probably be able to, to, to say scriptures that will bring forth that peace, you know, and you probably know scriptures that tell you what to do in order for you to maintain peace and to walk in peace, right? Like Philippians four, if you focus on those things that are, uh, 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 of, uh, that are pure, if you focus on those things that are good, then your peace will be there. So, that is just, to me, what it looks like to stand out as light where darkness is. And I just want to give the, the, the scripture of what Denai said earlier, salt and light. And so being set apart, it does call for us to be salt and, and light in different areas in our life. And salt just gives things flavor. Don't that make sense? Salt gives it flavor. Uh, uh, uh. But no, the scripture goes as follows. Uh, Matthew 5, 13 through 16. I read, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do the light, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify the Father which is in heaven. That is awesome. Can I just say that psychologists get paid a lot of money to help people solve their problems? <laughs> it could be free 99 with the word of God. <laughs> <laughs> free from Jesus right at the cross. Meet him there. Infomercial and inserted right here. <laughs> Trust your Bible. It can give you lots of solutions to your problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when, I'm not speaking against psychologists. I'm not speaking against those people that help to, 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 help you to navigate through some of the issues that you have. But the true deliverer is Jesus Christ. He's the one that came for you and died for you. So at the end of the day, to me, he's the one that you got to go to. Even as you seek your counseling and you get your help to kind of figure things out, you got to stay in prayer and say, Lord, help me to help deliver me because you're a deliverer. You are the way, the truth, and the life. There it is. You are the way. There it is. No, no one else can help me to, to figure out the way to life except you, Lord. So that should be your prayer uh, as you walk through life. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it just brings to me this thought thing. I just wanted to paraphrase and look at this part. It says, but... If salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? So I'm going to say this. Salt has got to always stay fresh. It's got to always stay fresh because if it doesn't stay fresh, what happens? It loses its saltiness. So what it's saying to us in life is that we always got to keep our, our peace, our set-apartness fresh. We, can, we can't go back and then come back and say, I'm set apart. You got to stay set apart. You got to stay with the Lord and understanding what the Lord is doing. And one way to do that. It's staying in his will, staying in his word, staying in his word, because how can you grow if you don't study about something you're growing about? It's like becoming the best writer or becoming the best athlete or becoming the best teacher or becoming the best at anything. You have to study. One of the words that we studied was the scripture that study to show that self-approved. Work of need of not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the truth. So that is an awesome way to understand that. Studying, studying, 
is one of the keys to help you not lose saltiness. Yes, and to continue being set apart because you're not doing life as the world does. We talked about this in the last, uh, when we talked about roots in the last episode, that in order for you to, to have, to be set apart, you have to allow this relationship that you have with the Lord to grow. And staying in your word is definitely it because it allows those roots to get really deep so that when the wind comes, traditions change, right? Secular things that are popular today are going to change tomorrow. But what's going to make you stand? What's going to make you stand the test of time? It's having that word of God that that lasts forever, as we talked about in the last podcast. It lasts forever. So if you want to be set apart, you got to have the word inside of you because the world's going to come, especially in this day and age. I mean, so so much is going against what the word of God is saying. We read that also in uh, one of our podcasts where we talked about uh, in in second Second Timothy. Uh, Timothy verse three, I mean, chapter three. And we talked about how all these things are hap- are going to happen and we see them happening. Men will be lovers of of themselves more than they're lovers of God and their selfish desires and all these things. So how can then we be set apart where men are loving themselves or loving the things around them and not loving God? We love God. We are the opposite. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you just got to stay right there. It's just like loving your family member. You don't leave them when. Things get wrong. You still that's still my family. You don't leave them. So being in the family that and the family that we call Christendom. No, I'm just messing. But the family that we call is is the family that we're called to is being in Christ's family because we are his. We were bought with the price. And that price was his blood on the Calvary. So we thank him for that. We we love him for that. But it doesn't stop there. Our living has to maintain what he did. Hallelujah. It has to maintain what he did because he went there and he died and he rose, which is the most important piece. People tend to forget that he rose. They say, he died for me. He died for me. So that'll keep you in a place of always saying, that'll keep you in that place of always saying, oh, woe is me. I'm not worthy because he died for me because I didn't die. He died for me. But remembering that he rose, he rose that he said that we might have life and life more abundantly. If he never rose, then we would never know what it looks like on the other side. We would never understand what it looks like to be prosperous. We would never understand what it looks like to be overcomers if he didn't ro- rise from the grave. I said rose, but I should have been saying rise, you know, but it, it doesn't matter. But, you know, you know what I was saying. We get to the point to knowing that when we say our life is set apart, when we say our life is hidden in Christ, then we, we, we have this place where we can see and look back and see what we used to be and understand that we're not the same. We're not longer doing the certain things. We're not longer walking in the certain avenues, but we're moving in paths and we continue to grow. You know, one thing about, I always say about living a life as a Christian, that you are in constant growth. There's no stopping because there's nothing that you know everything about. Nothing. It's nothing you can master. You can't master this because... The only master in this is Christ. You can't master being set apart. It's always something you can learn daily until that day that he calls you home, you know, but it's always something that you can learn daily. And it's always something you can learn from somebody else that knows him also. So being in relationship with others and being in communion with others is always good. You know, the Bible says forsake not the assembly. I'm not saying that being in a church or being just forsaking the assembly with your brethren. You might go to a coffee house and spend their time with your brother and say, hey, wow, we just 
commune with God. I commune with my brother in Christ, you know, my sister in Christ. And wow, this is what happened. I feel good. I feel encouraged. I feel like I can keep it going, you know, but, you know, set up our living. Yes. It's a cause for it. And it, and I think it's so interesting that the Lord, uh, Jesus says this to us, not to be uh, friends with the world, because he knew that if, if how Steve talked about our salt staying fresh and staying salty, and it really requires us being set apart and not to be friends with the world because he knows if, if the word is for reproof and it's for correction, he knows that by us staying in that environment where we're constantly worried about the things of this world and we're not having that kingdom mindset, right? Yeah. Because when you become a new creation, you're no longer part of just this world. You are called to be part of the kingdom of God, where Steve's talked about us being now children of God. So now we are citizens of the kingdom of God. And Jesus goes on to teach us how to be kingdom citizens. What are the benefits of being in the kingdom of God? Not being part of this world, because this world, guess what? It's, 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 it's going to be washed away <laughs> with all of its things. But you know what will stand? is the one that we believe in, which is Jesus Christ. And he's teaching us how to walk in him so that we can live all of our days in his word which is true i'm going to paraphrase that scripture you just said they say this world will pass away but my word will remain and we know that word is the word of god when john 1 and 1 it spoke of i am the word i'm the living word so that word is jesus yes and so we stand on that just to just to go piggyback what denial was saying about how the world is and 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature and has come. And the old has gone and the new is here. So it's saying that you are no longer old. You not, you're not even, you, 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 you now are fresh. You're fresh. It's like drinking a glass of water that you just pulled and you got another glass of water that's been sitting around. Which one are you going to drink? Which one are you going to drink tonight? I, I would like the fresh one, please. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just like as salt loses savor, you know, you you don't want to be that one that's been sitting there, that salt been sitting out on that meat all night. That meat ain't going to taste right, but that salt you just sprinkle on that meat that you just open that new pack. Oh, man, that's going to taste good. And this just reminds me of what I felt the Holy Spirit just leading me to pray for, I believe, in our last episode, for those that were feeling like they couldn't come to Christ because they felt unworthy. Look at this scripture. It says that you become a new creature. You are a new creation. So it, you shouldn't wait to get better. Just come right now. You are going to be made that fresh glass of water that Steve talked about, full of all good things, because now that spirit in you is lit up. And yeah. you know what? It's going to be telling you every day you are loved. It's going to be telling you every day there's better for you. There's more for you. And and even if you make mistakes, God says, "I my mercy is so full for you. Yeah. You are a new creation. I want you to discover who you are. I want to I want you to discover the new you. Ah, oh, how exciting is that? And his because of his grace, we get to just do that and enjoy it. How awesome is that? So you are a new creation set apart. And and I just want to uh, strengthen those out there because I know that to be set apart also, it takes everything that we do takes courage. <laughs> Jesus warned us about persecution. Hey, they'll persecute you because they persecuted me. So, so he warns us about this because persecution will come when you start to stand for the truth. 
right? And and people will start calling you, oh, they just want to, they just throw scripture at you all the time. I've been hearing this a lot lately. I don't want to share anything going on with me because they're going to throw, you're going to throw scripture at me or you're going to, or you're going to uh, uh, just start sharing things that might be convicting them. And the conviction is not because God doesn't love them, but the conviction is that, hey, there's better. Think on these things. Think yeah. on what's being said. It's, it's not condemnation. There's no condemnation in those that are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation. So when you stand for the truth, you will get people who won't agree with you. If you Sometimes you might get revelation and insight that people don't agree with. But I wanted to share this scripture in Joshua because I just think it speaks so highly. The Lord speaking to Joshua. So Joshua 1 verse 6, it says, Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayst prosper whithersoever thou goest. So I'll stop there. Uh, well, let's go on. Let's go on. Eight, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So this is the Lord saying. So he's saying, have, have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whichsoever thou goest. And I just, I feel like that is such an awesome word of encouragement for us. Even though in this term, God was, I mean, in this context, God was using it for Joshua to go out and be the next leader for his people. But now we have been called to disciple and go with the word of God to the utmost parts of the earth, uttermost parts of the earth. And guess what? We need this same encouragement to know that the word of God now that is written upon our hearts, it's much easier now. We ain't got to memorize no scroll. (laughs) none of that this word is living within us right and the holy spirit is is reminding us every day hey read your word hey think of the think of it this way do it this way how awesome is that and we have that so be encouraged if you're going to be set apart be courageous don't fear anybody don't fear anything because god is with you and if it's in his word it's his word and you can definitely stand on that word because when Times will change. People's feelings will change. Your feelings will change. But the word of God will not change. And you can hold on to it. So I I just say hold on to this word. As you say, as you know, the saying is in the world, I put that on my mama. Hold on to the word like that, you know, because God is the only thing that can get you out of anything, any situation, any problem. So at this point, we just want to do what we do all the time in our closing we always want to offer and share the goodness of God. So we want to do that to the listener, you know. So at this point in time, we just want to just ask. Not even just ask, but we just want you to know that God is God. And God is God all by himself. And he loves his people. And he loves you. So at this time, we just want to offer this prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity that we have before you, Father. It's free, and it's giving, and it's life, and it brings life. 
And so, Lord, this opportunity that you have offered to everyone through the generations, Lord, that we may give our life to you wholeheartedly. Lord, we know, Father God, we have not always been where we're supposed to be. But now at this present time, I speak to my brother who's struggling. I speak to my sister who's in need of. I speak right now that this word, this word that God has for you is that he loves you. And he loves you no matter what you have and no matter what has happened. He loves you. And if you have unforgiveness in your heart, God is God and he's ready to take whatever you have. All you have to do is offer it. Offer it. And it's a great gift that comes back to you in return. And we also never want to leave you without an opportunity to receive the Holy Spirit. Because he's now that power that lives in you, that empowers you, as it talks about in Acts 1, that wait for him. Because when he comes, then you'll be able to go out there in power and go and teach and go and disciple and go and just demonstrate God's power, the kingdom's power to the world. And if you are ready to receive this power, it's, it's just so simple. Just repeat after me. Say, Father... I recognize my need for power, for your power to live this new life. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. By faith, I receive him right now. Thank you, Lord, for baptizing me in your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my life. Hallelujah. If you have prayed that prayer, you now have the Holy Spirit. It's just yeah. that simple. <laughs> it does not. It's not a complicated matter. It's just he says that you know if 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 your father can give you good, good gifts, then what more of my father who can give you the Holy Spirit, who gives him to those that ask. Yeah. All you have to do is ask, and you receive, and now you have the power. Now, if you were struggling, maybe with with addiction, you're struggling with certain things that kept pulling you back. Guess what? The power of the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Believe that his power is so great in you that it can win over any situation because he's going to remind you of all that Jesus Christ did for you. Every single moment of your life, he is one friend you need to have close by, I tell you. <laughs> so we just love you guys. We pray that you live a life that's set apart. You are salt and light in this earth and just continue to reach out in the dark world and be light in that world. Amen. And this has been the G220 Effect presented by LifeCast. And I am Steve. Deny. And we're out. 